Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where Gabriel and I used to talk about the years 1992 to 2002 as we caught up on pop culture and some of the things that Gabe might have missed during those years. As I said, we used to talk about those things because we created a podcast to talk about those things. But we have ran out of those years. And this is our season finale. As Gabe is completely caught up to pop culture and now he knows everything. Spoiler alert, I did miss a bunch of things. If you're just joining <laughs> us. But yeah, let's talk about it, Gabe. As we mentioned in the last episode, we started this in October 15th, 2021. Just... uh four episodes shy of a year which technically well four episodes after this one which means that we did 48 consecutive episodes not missing a week so first and foremost i want to call that out we did not miss a week and we didn't even bank any episodes originally we were like oh let's do two episodes a week and we're always going to be one week behind and then we were like nah let's just record <laughs> once a week and even with that even with our schedules I want to I wanna give both of us a pat on the back because we made it work. I want to thank you, Gabe, because you went along for this ride. I came to you with the idea, and not once did you go, nah, I'm good. I'm good, brah. Nah, you were like, fuck it, let's do it. Not even fuck it. You were like, let's do it. I said, fuck it, let's, let's do it, but in a different tone. The fuck <laughs> it was enthusiastic. It wasn't... It wasn't feet dragging, but no, the real thanks goes to you because you, you do the real work and I just sit here and talk about things. Well, that, but that was the thing, right? If I come to you, it's not, it's not like, it's, it's not like I said, Hey, Gabe, come to dinner. And then when you show up, I'm all like, well, get to work. <laughs> Can you make dinner? Though? Yeah. <laughs> if I invited you to dinner, you should, you should show up. And at the minute you walk in, you get a, a whiskey in your hand. And like turkey and chicken and roast beef waiting for you because I invited you. So when I came to you with this idea, you were like, I'm in. I don't know what to do or <laughs> what am true. I doing? Because I don't know anything about pop culture of 1992 to 2002. Or how to podcast. Or You know what? Let's talk about that, actually. This is an episode where we're going to rem reminisce, right? So a couple things. I used to have a podcast way back in the day. And when this came back about, I had to kind of relearn about it. But luckily, I had kept all this all this gear from 15 years ago, which is the exact same gear I'm using now, you know, which goes to show you technology. If you have the basics, uh, uh, you know, you can make it happen. Like, there's no excuse of like, well, I don't I need this or I need that. No, all this I literally bought 15 years ago. So it was relearning like what the app do how to do them and things like that and and even if you listen to our first podcast to now there's definitely inconsistencies in the sound which we've gotten better at i've learned so much about editing about adding production about being able to add sounds i mean so much we've learned right that that's been i think one of the biggest accomplishments for me i feel like i've learned so much doing it i've learned so much about you i've learned so much more about pub culture which to a snob like me, it was like very surprising. You know, uh, it's been such a it's been such a great thing, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I have a lot of thanks to you because 
of the fact that you went along with it. And at no point where you're like, no, that's a bad idea. Anytime I came with you with an idea, you were enthusiastic, you added value to it. And, and again, for the most part, you were never like, you were never like a naysayer. You were never poisoning the well, as, as somebody would say, you know, you were just like, yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah, I can move the date. Or can you move the date? It's insane. It's insane how this worked out. And I'm so happy that you, you like, you were down to like, just go with it, man. I, I really appreciate that. Cause this is really for us. We did this for us, for myself. Very selfish, I think, in this one. I mean, there was never a nay to say as far as I was going. Um, I mean, this was something that we were we were going to do anyway. The recording was the add-on. Like, we were going to be here every week either way. <laughs> so, the trick was recording. And the, let's not forget the integration of this vintage, let's say, equipment with Ooh. the newer technology. And I remember that was a thing, too, we had to figure out. And by we, I mean you, of course, because I did not figure it out. I, I kid you not, in the beginning, I mean, we were we were doing this, I mean, I was doing this on two laptops. The hard way, I think. Yeah, because the laptop I had didn't have the USB integration that we needed. So I would have you on one laptop to, to get the sound and video from you fed into my other laptop which both are ancient and also vintage i think okay so i will say this that was the biggest investment i i had two laptops that were very old but were working and i think my biggest investment was like buying a laptop now i didn't buy a laptop just for podcasting that would have been ridiculous i also bought it for gaming and i also bought it for my digital art i mean it was not just for podcasting. It just let's so not, happened. Let's not get crazy here. So that was the biggest investment. And then that put everything together where we were then able to do it all on one laptop where we were able to include uh, like upper production and be able to have sounds and, and snippets and, and different uh, things from the interwebs. Um, but yeah, again, all learning, right? Like we, we got so much better at it because of that. But I, I, and I, I'm repeating myself at this point, Gabe. It helped to have uh, a partner in crime who was like, yep, this is right. Let's do it. Or like even like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. We're, we're doing it. Like there was never a moment when you're like, I don't know, man, the sounds terrible or, or like, hey, that last episode or you never came at me with any of that. You were just like, we're moving forward. We're pushing through this wall with our heads, with our knees or it's going to open for us. So I think, I think we're used to that. Yeah, a little bit. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of credit to that. Like I might've been struggling, but there was never any additional struggle because my partner was, was, was like adding to that weight. If anything, you were trying to lighten that load and to ensure that I could, I could keep pushing with it. So, you know, even though you've never listened to any of our podcasts, you were so there in I spirit. I always listen to the clips and... <laughs> Let me tell you, it hasn't gotten any easier to listen to myself talk. So, so kudos to the audience for persevering through that. The one to two minute clips that I put on, on Instagram. <laughs> those are the ones you listen to from the podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're fantastic, by the way. And the art is amazing. That's Let's, let's, let's talk about the art. Uh, okay, let's talk about the art. So, I, I, I do love digital drawing. I do love the ability to be able to Photoshop a little bit. I am not in any way trained or gone to school for it. I am 99% sure that there are people 
who can do what I try to do in that hour or two to get that to get that that thumbnail in minutes. I probably do it the long way, the hard way, but it's the way I know how to do things. So for those of you who haven't been keeping up, every time we hit a new year, whatever whatever the highlighted movie is for the first episode, I will use that as my inspiration for what ours will be, right? So when we did uh, when we did the Jurassic Park episode, I used the Jurassic Park logo and lettering, except change it to Pop Culture Hangfire. You know, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Memento, and this latest one for 2001. Um, Leon the Professional. That was a good one. I really like that one. Uh, what other ones do you remember? Oh, there was the Cowboy Bebop one. Bebop that, was great. That Star was... Wars, obviously. Oh, the Star Wars the, one, the, yeah. the iconic font. Yeah, and that's and and then sometimes like you know, and that's the other thing that I that I used to struggle with was like, well, we've got three words, you know, and some of these were like one word or three word or two words or five words, and I'm like, how do I make this work? That was also you know a lot of fun to to try to figure out. Um, I think the LA Confidential one I think is is one that always that stands out to me because it was easier than I thought. But it definitely looked exactly how I had hoped. So I think that that's a personal favorite of mine. Honestly, I think those simple ones can sometimes can be deceivingly, just like it's deceptively difficult because like you think like oh yeah, I, but like to get it to be at exactly the right angle and everything. I, I mean, again, top top quality. Uh, we got PlayStation in there. Oh, that one! No shit, that one came together. That is by far, I think, my best one. Holy cow. Even I was impressed how good that came out. I was like, holy, I did this? I wish we could put that on a shirt and not get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Because that one I am so happy with. Thank you for reminding me. That is my favorite. I I feel like people act like, isn't that covered by parody if we're parodying the the thing? Can't we do something there? I'm sure I, I guarantee you I've seen things that do. As long as we're not ripping off their exact logo and selling PlayStation merch, probably. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not yeah. PlayStation. It just looks like PlayStation. It just copies their things. It's like Target <laughs> sells stuff where they do stuff like that. So they're, they can't they can't be illegal. I'm pretty sure Target gets the rights to it. <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they license actual things because they do. But I've definitely seen, like, stuff that's, like, not actually that but copying it. And, like, I mean, I don't think... I mean, Disney will get you for anything. They're hyper-aggressive. Like, if we did a Disney one, they'd be, okay. you know, but yeah, we wouldn't even but, have to start producing it before they'd sue us. But yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think by far, that's probably my favorite. Just because of, like, even when I completed it, I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And, like, look, I, I, am, I am not a person that shies away from complimenting myself. But even that one, I was like, yeah, no, this one is, is like, spot on. Especially given the... Uh, given that it it's one of those again it's not an exact match for the source material like you had to you had to make it work you know cuz the letters aren't ex- obviously aren't exactly the way but it's 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 uh it's spot on yeah no that one definitely you're right actually that one definitely stands out as as one of my favorites but yeah so you know thank you for calling that out cuz i had fun i had fun trying to figure out what it was and then doing it was always fun the snippets that I used, so as I would edit, I would I would he, if I laughed out loud at something, I was like, okay, that's going, but 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 the thing is because I only so <laughs> the 
very much like my own personal editing style when I write. I listen to it once as I edit. I don't go back and then listen to the edited version. As I go, so I'm ed- yes. As I go, I'm editing. So when I hear a snippet like that, I will I will pull it out. And sometimes I'll end up with three snippets, and I'm like, okay, which one do I like the best? Sometimes I'm like struggling to find the one because I'm like, ah, I don't. It's just it's too long. It's too short. It's gotta meet that one minute, close to one minute, um, you know, context exactly, so that it makes sense. Um, but normally I pick those because they made me genuinely laugh. And I and and again, like because this entire podcast is based on the fact that we wanted to do this, I wanted to do this. It made sense to me that that I that if it made me laugh, then then it would make you laugh, and then that's the audience right there, you know. And now realizing that that was the only thing you listened to, I'm glad I was picking the right ones. Some I people mean, were pretty funny. I mean, very funny. I would say, I would say, very funny. Uh, I'm sorry for the sniffling, but I have some uh, belief. He's just so emotional. I am. It is a season finale. It is a season finale. Now, having said that, we don't. We haven't even talked about season two. Well, we have. We we know we're going to the '80s. Spoiler, we're going. You know what was what was the name of Michael J. Fox's character? Marty. Marty. We're going to the past. Um, that's, that's the worst Doc Brown ever. <laughs> it, also my very first impression. I don't know. I think I tried out Arnold once and it didn't work out. But anyway, we're going to the eighties, 80 to 80 to 90 to 90, right? 10 years, 11 years, technically. Right. Cause 89 would be 10. Yeah. 90 would be 11. Okay. We're going to the eighties, but we know we can't do the same format because we don't care about eighties television shows that started or ended. Uh, most likely I, How do I say this without hurting people's feelings? I hate 80s music because of the Moog synthesizer. I think it ruined Mm. music. But I will admit there were some good bands that survived the 80s, right? I think Guns N' Roses' album, Appetite for Destruction, was one of the greatest albums that ever came out. We have U2. We have the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We have... We have... Bands that would eventually form in the 90s. You know, a lot of stuff came out of the 80s. Um, okay, Gabe, I know you you would say Metallica. I know. Definitely say Metallica. I mean, I was waiting for you to say it. Guys, this is, this is why Gabe and I get along. I don't like Metallica as much as he does. <laughs> I own a Metallica album. And you know why I own a Metallica album? <laughs> vinyl. A vinyl, which actually is actually a really good performance. It's fucking solid. Holy shit. It's really good. But I, I have never actually gone out of my way to listen. Well, with the exception of the vinyl, I have gone out of my way to listen to it and to play it for others because it was that good. I have never like gone on Spotify or YouTube or anywhere and said, oh, let me listen to some Metallica. Never have I done that. Uh, but I do appreciate my vinyl. It's actually very, it's a ridiculously good performance. They're great live, apparently. Just not on they record. Are. Just not on record, apparently. So, yeah, so for the most part, I don't think there a lot of great music came out of the 80s. I really don't. I think that there were some standouts. I think, like, Tears for Fears was a phenomenal, uh, lyrically-driven uh, um, band. But when I think of all those other ones, I'm like, meh. There's nothing about the 80s that gets me. Now, again, I was listening to gangster rap in the 80s, so probably why not? So we're probably not going to talk about the 80s as much. 
Unless we talk about 1986 when Guns N' Roses comes out, you know, like that. We might yeah, the music will be a bit diminished. The TV will be kind of gone. Exactly, because I can, I like, everything from the 80s that I watched in the 90s was already in reruns, you know? I, if I was watching ALF, it was reruns. If I was watching, um, what else from the 80s? Uh, like, Different Strokes, you know, like Family Ties. It was all in reruns. And it was almost sarcastic to be watching them in reruns, you know, because it was what someone else was talking about. So uh, probably we're not going to talk about that. Now, the one flip that we're going to do, and I'll say it right now because I know it's the one thing I do want to talk about is we're not going to talk about deaths, but we're going to talk about births. Ah, there's your twist. Because there must have been people who are now in their between 30 and 40 years old that were born in the 80s. So that are important in uh, a cultural uh, relevant kind of way. Pop culture relevance, which is Dang, what this there it is. show is called, uh, Gabriel. I don't know if, you, if you've heard, but we're called pop culture, not just I culture. I wondered what that was a reference to. I just kept saying in that clip. So in this case, we're both pop culture hangfires in 1980s, for the record. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that we are going to take some time off and we're going to figure out what the 80s is going to look like, what that format is going to look like, because I'm one of those people that loves to plan and loves to manage what those what that's going to look like. And it's easier to create content if we have a format to follow. So we will take that time. And you know what I was realizing, Gabe? We could just end it here and then start up again on October 15th. Ooh. Right? That has that has some nice symmetry to it. It does. It does. Also, I've been wanting uh Gabe and I I've been wanting to get back into into video games and, or some sort of games. Gabe and I both found out that we have Gloomhaven. Bloom Gloom Gloomhaven, right? Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. So maybe next week we just uh play and not record. Or we could replay or re- like record ourselves playing. <laughs> which would be so exciting to hear to hear me go what does this card do, Gabe? So that didn't go the way I wanted it to. I'm gonna end up saying that because that's how it works in a uh, in a video game video gamified version of a board game of a tabletop board game. And how much better is it when it's all audio and you can't see what they're doing, Gabe? Oh, that's just that's just prime content. It is right. I mean, raise your hands, everybody. One, two, I- three. I will say that I'm sure that if you if you do record it, you'll be able to get some sound bites. I think it'll be an episode of sound bites. <laughs> it's definitely sound bites. I, I won't say episode, but there'll definitely be usable sound bites in there for sure. The Gloomhaven episode. <laughs> sound bites. <laughs> Sounds of gloom. So yeah, so uh, Gabe and I are going to take some off time to prep for what the format of, of uh, season two is going to look like. Because... At this point, we have to continue. I don't think we have a choice. I think that the world needs this as much as we do. Um, so, yeah. And I think we're going to reach out to those eight followers of ours and eight listeners and get some of their feedback, too, because they, they have kept this podcast alive. Let's be honest. Without them, we wouldn't have 664 listens. Without them, it would it would be us having the conversation we kept referencing that we were going to have anyway, and it wouldn't so much be a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So thank you to those eight listeners. I think it's I think it's Peter, Heather, Cat, Richard, uh, Ray, 
somebody in Japan, I think, right? Somebody in Germany. I think it's um, my buddy in Japan. Yeah. Gabe's buddy. Joe? Uh, uh, it's uh, RJ. RJ. I have five. So there's three hidden ones <laughs> that listen to us. <laughs> That's exciting. Unless, like, when I automatically upload, does the bot, like, check? And then they count as one? <laughs> the is that like when, uh, when you post on Reddit and your first like is always you, which I feel is weird? Like, I feel like you should have agency in whether or not you like your own post. Because sometimes you post stuff and you're like, I know this isn't worth a thumbs up. I'm just, I'm shit posting right now. Yeah, um, let other people acknowledge it. Maybe. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So I know, that the, again, there's people. Anyway, to them, we'll get your feedback because we want to make season two even better than season one. And we can't do that without you. Believe. We also need you to keep listening or else we can't, you know, we can't sustain this without him. Um, so, yeah, some time off uh, to to re-energize and re-refigure what our format is going to be. To refine, I think. To refine, yeah. You have a rough idea. Yeah, yeah. I think we're... We got a think. thing that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some yeah. ideas. We have a thing that happens. I don't know if it works, but we have a thing that happens. Uh, okay right fair because i think i for me <laughs> also i mean let's be honest if we were advertising we might have more listeners and by advertising i don't even paying i mean telling people we have a podcast i tend to forget <laughs> to tell people yeah i i sort of tell i sort of mention it and if there's not someone that says oh what is it then i'm not i'm not i'm not saying hey do you want to listen like if it comes up, you know, like I, I don't shy away from mentioning what I'm doing. Um, I guess I'm not as proactive either. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we could we could do more. We could do more. But I feel like we, we, we put so much into the episode that it just leaves us drained for the rest of it. You know, we also have day jobs and some and, and some of us have night jobs, you know. Also um, true. Yeah. No, it's, it's not easy. I want what you know what I want from this. I want from this that. In 10 years, in 20 years, when when the universe calls and we have made it in something and we are famous, not famous, regarded, well regarded in something, they can come back and then listen to all the episodes and then we can be canceled based on something we said. <laughs> Society will have evolved at that point. There'll be new standards. They will. Forward. They will be, you know. And then we can we can be forgiven, and we can start all over. I I just recently heard Louis C.K. in a podcast, and I was like, "Is he back?" That's exactly what I said. Did you know he got a Grammy for his for his last uh his I last stand up? I did not. So yeah, so they had him on the podcast, and and I guess what it turned out. At the end of the day, was he had some strange sexual habits, and they came to light, and he was shamed for them. I is my understanding. Now I will say this: look, before I found out about this, Louis C.K. was actually a very like funny individual, like also a person who who consistently produced work. The man actually did a lot of really great work. And then that Me Too happened. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I can't with a good conscience listen to it. But then again, it's been a couple of years and I, and I saw him on the podcast and I was like, oh, I guess 
you know, kind of like the Aziz Ansari thing, except it didn't it didn't get as big. I think he I think that what happened to him was like, you know, he was publicly outed for, you know, whatever his um his kink was. Um and uh and I think that that uh you know, now I don't necessarily agree because I remember reading what it was and it even he admitted it was like he didn't realize that he had been abusing his power to a certain extent and all the details of that. But anyway, apparently he's back, right? So yeah, so maybe, you know, we're recording all this so that when people find us in 10 years, they can have a bunch of things to catch up on. Because isn't it a really great feeling to find a new podcast or find something new and then be able to like have all this history to go back to? That's always fun to me. Like I found a podcast by um, Kevin Hart, right? Um, Gold Mines. And um, I didn't realize realize this podcast existed. And I, I spent a week catching up on all these great interviews he's had, you know? And that's happened quite a bit. And I think maybe this is us providing that for that new listener. That listener who just caught up to this episode, thank you. I hope you enjoyed the last, what did we say, 48 episodes? Yeah, without a, without a pause. Without a pause. Thank you. Oh, that should be the name of the season, too. Ooh. Pop Culture Hangfire the 80s, without a pause. This time it's personal. Which <laughs> has been revoked. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, with the time we have left, Gabe, let's um, let's dive into a little bit of something old, something new. I finally caught up because I've been waiting for Amazon to lower the price on this fucking movie. So I finally watched um, No Time to Die, the Bond movie. Okay, okay, really good, really good. Daniel Craig is <sighs> an exceptional fucking Bond dude. He really he is. is. I have mixed feelings about that movie because I I got I had the opportunity to see it in the theater in uh oh i can't think of it now it's not it's it's when i went up to see uh aftershock it's not uh why can't i remember what's the capital california sacramento sacramento i was in sacramento okay so uh time to kill i have one of those wait did you have time to kill and then went to see a time to kill no time to die no no time to die <laughs> time to kill. Yep. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yep you you got it you got it <laughs> Wait, wait. Let's let's uh, uh, let let me just delete all of that. So, Gabe, did you uh, have some time to kill and went to see No Time to Die? Absolutely. That's that's that was the chain. That was the that was the the way the crime ended up working out. Ooh, very well, man. We um, we think of these things like that, don't we? Just on the spot. Um, yeah, I, I I I agree with you. I think he's a great Bond. I think it was. I thought it was well acted, pretty much all around. Um, it's been a minute now since I've seen it, but I remember being feeling good about that. And again, of course, it's a Bond movie. Like the guy gets blown up like thirty times, he does. and it's fine. Like that first explosion, the the, the cemetery one. Yeah, I'm just like that should have killed him. That you should have been dead. And also, some miracle, the shrapnel. You know, things don't get your ears, man. You're never going to hear again. Not only that, though, but I might actually thank you for bringing that one up, because as soon as I saw that scene, I'm like, wait, did they not put enough enough explosives to kill him? Yeah. Did he need to be inside the tomb or on top of it in order for him to have gotten killed? Because it seems like he was very close to it and didn't get killed. And he was and he was covered in stuff and thrown, you know, and I feel like if an explosion throws you like that, you're probably close enough to take some damage. You probably are. Of course, he's James Bond. Right, right. Tough skin. Tough skin. 
Yes, yes, yes. Go on. So, again, I thought it was it was a good performance. I thought, you know, I mean, you could see the writing on the wall for like where some of the stuff was going. Yeah. But I, I still I will say I didn't see the ending coming though. I mean, I didn't either. I and didn't think they like, were going to do that. I don't think they're going to follow through. I don't know if we put our spoiler warning and just say it outright. No, no, we're not. We're not. Okay. So I, I didn't, I couldn't believe that either. And it's just, I feel like that almost is like against the, the premise of these movies. So yeah, because I, they've they've shamelessly changed actors throughout the years and acted and not batted an eye and pretend no, no this is just James Bond this this is still James Bond. <laughs> I think they could have. I definitely agree. They could have done a better job. I so the new the new 007 that the character that that becomes the new 007. I did. I think they did a disservice to her introduction. Right, mm. I thought they were very good at how playful it was in the beginning. Yeah, but she did not get to be a 007. She got to be somebody who worked with a 007, even though she carried the title. So the the all the cool, all the surviving a blast, all those things she didn't get. You know, she didn't get any good fight scenes. She didn't get. She didn't get tossed around she didn't get and maybe maybe because that's not her that's not her character like that's not the james bond that she's going to be but i think that one of the things that james bond daniel craig did really well is that he got beat up prior to this james bond did not struggle with fights he did not he did not get cut he did not get shrapnel he did usually pretty well throughout the entire fight he was very smooth and suave most of Daniel Craig is a ham healing from injuries that he that he sustained during one of the fights or one of the missions. And and I think that they did a disservice by not giving us that that quality in the new bond that she didn't get beat up, that she didn't get tossed around, that she didn't get any of those those traits that that he has now made into what a bond should have to go through. A bond should not be cool and smooth and super lucky all the time, he should get tossed around a little bit. I will say that. I will say also uh, the bad guy, Rami Malek. I think mm. that was a that was a wasted character. Yeah. I think that was wasted. I think they had a really good beginning with him, but then he, he didn't live up to that. Not that logic is a core premise of the Bond movies, but... Was he too um, No, 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 no. The, it's just it felt like his motivation changed and kind of lost. Like he had a, he had a decent motivation, right? You didn't have to think about it too much. They gave him initially, he's got a drive, he's got a reason, but then it sort of switched to this other plan that kind of, if you thought about it for two seconds was like, wait a minute, but why though? It didn't, it didn't seem to jive with his original. He wasn't consistent within himself at, at, at what he was, his objective was, which is, is it's funny. Cause I, I remember watching the, I think it was the honest trailer for uh-huh. it. And uh, it was pretty hilarious because they were pretty spot on in their in their critiques as they joked their way through. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I said, I, it was a fun movie to watch, but but it turned into it turned into an action movie and less of a Bond movie to, at a certain point. And because Bond movies tend to maintain that theme, you know, maintain that story. But here, because of how personal they made it, it turned into like a a a revenge you know like action film and i think we lost some of the bond 
you know, even even down to like the 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 toys, you know, like the, the the gimmicks. Yeah. Very limited, and you're like, yeah, it's just you know, and and again, like the way they were they were kind of closing the book on some of the other characters too. Like it was just again like that felt a bit like a checklist like they, yeah. they felt like they we were obligated to make sure everything was tied up neatly yep yep you know for for craig's last one so they were just like okay yeah let's make sure and it's like at a certain point did we have the time to do that properly like no and again look we're not we're not hollywood producers last time i checked uh we're just fans we're not even like we're not even critics <laughs> We're just we just have a I mean, microphone. After this, we kind of are just by nature of criticizing. We I have suppose, a microphone, but... Gabe. Mm-hmm. That's all we have. Uh, but yeah, no. But uh, again, it was a fun movie to watch. I am glad I closed the book on that one. Um, long movie, long movie, but didn't feel as long. And yeah, no. Again, like just uh, without spoiling it, just a lot of surprises that they could have they could have done differently. Um, it was cool to see that Austin Martins, though, like three Austin Martins in that film. That second one, oof. I was not going to spoil that one. That's uh, Always good cars. Always good cars. And good watches, too. Always good watches. <laughs> I nod as I raise my hand up, and there's an Apple watch on it, so clearly I have no idea. I, stylish I, watches. Have a, I have a walnut wood watch on. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I refuse to, watch, to wear digital watches. I... So I barely wear watches to begin with. I wear them on the wrong wrist. Um, but when I do, I wear a real watch that does real things. Nothing, you know, nothing I, against digital I, watches. They're just not for me. I actually started as a kid wearing my watch on the right, despite being right-handed, because nobody had told me different. And that's just, I don't know what made me do it, but that, that is what felt natural to start. And I only changed as I got older and was like, oh, it's supposed to go on the left because you're always doing stuff with your right hand. So if you wanted to check it, you know, so I had to I actually had to make a conscious effort to adjust. I also initially uh, instinctively wore it on the wrong wrist. I initially wore it on the left wrist and eventually moved on to the right wrist. And I'm righty. Uh, I just maybe maybe because I don't want to cover up my wrist tattoos. I don't know if that's the case. But I, it feels more natural for me to be on my right hand because it's my dominant hand, and I feel like that's the one that I want to look at, like you know, want to flip my wrist for. Don't even want to look. You just want to scorn your your non-dominant hand. I don't even want to look at you. Exactly. Um. So yeah, what about you? Anything? Uh, anything you watched this week? Maybe some Shawshank Redemption or something. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I. I I'm, tr- I'm trying God to think forbid, right now if I watched. God forbid for the season finale you surprise us with watching anything. something. <laughs> well, as yeah, no, coinciding with uh, coinciding with this last couple of weeks, there's been just a lot of uh, extra stuff in the personal life that is that has eaten up most of my attention and time and caused a little additional stress. But um, I actually haven't gotten to sit down and watch anything interesting. Uh, despite having a couple TV shows, I, I got I got frozen in my tracks playing catch up on Stranger Things, and I still have a little bit of um, for popcorn watching a little bit of that and Marvel like TV shows, which are pretty easy digest. I can usually put that on like while I'm while I'm working or something. So that's that's kind of where I've I've been trying to go, but too which, much going on. Which Marvel shows are you catching up on? So I started Hawkeye. 
And so far, I only watched the intro. I liked it. I watched the first episode. I actually like it. Hawk, I, I will agree. Hawkeye, I think, is one of the best ones. Because, again, like I will say this. It's because it's different. It's different, and they gave him a Hawkeye-level mission. <laughs> <laughs> the world is not at stake. The world, not, the, the city isn't even at stake. <laughs> it's a block, I think, is at stake. <laughs> There's high emotional stakes. <laughs> Very high emotional. And hygiene stakes. Um, I, st- I did watch uh, Loki still as well. I haven't watched that. And uh, I think that's it for the, the... Oh, no, I guess, I mean... Moon Knight? Uh, Moon Knight that came out, that's right, for the new ones. And I, I didn't even get to dip my toe in that. And now and now we've got... the The only thing I've heard pop culture related, really, that caught my attention this week of new variety is that the that new lord of the rings series dropped oh on amazon yeah 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 and i've heard it's actually very good so, i heard it and so hang on i'm sorry and i'll let you continue because two actually technically dropped right the game of thrones one and the lord of the rings one but go ahead go, go on over oh, yeah, the lord but, of the rings so here's the pro- here's my thought process that happened with game of thrones i actually heard people talking about it um uh, in a work meeting they were like "Ooh, did anybody watch it who watched it? and i was like i am like i'm gonna wait till that's done <laughs> i was like they burned me once I, I you lost you lost me as a viewer and you know i'm not going to be in your metrics there's no nope i'm not playing that game again you guys you guys used my good my goodwill on that wow. series but lord of the rings you said so Lord of the Rings is suspicious, right? Because I, I think I think I brought up before how like I, I had read some stuff that was about how the estate didn't yes, like the movies, yes, yes. and I was like, I was shocked because they did like they won so many awards, like everybody praises those as being like a, a, such a landmark achievement for a well loved and super dense story to translate into movies that are limited in that aspect. So I was concerned about how how is the show going to go but um i saw a couple things one is there's all this news coming out that uh see there's a quote from uh, uh jeff bezos's son where he said uh don't don't fuck it up as in regards to the, the rings of power and uh that's funny because um, i guess his kid's a fan and didn't want the uh didn't want any problems but i have a a friend on facebook who i actually my the, i met them playing lord of the rings online years ago so this is a real they're a real fan like of lord of the rings going way back um this kind of person who would read like read the silmarillion which i could not get through because it's like a textbook yeah no i couldn't get through it's like a textbook for a fantasy place and i don't even want to look at textbooks for real places (laughs) so he raved about it and went to like an early screening of it at a a theater i want to say that they had wherever he's at and i was just like okay if he says it's good and now I'm seeing all the stuff come in because it's launched and all the accolades are coming in. People saying it's good. I'm like, all right. So like that's now on my radar too as something that I was al- I was always going to watch it. I couldn't decide if I wanted to watch it in real time because like, again, my heart's been broken before by a fantasy TV series. But like if it's good, then all right. Game so on. I'm excited right? for that. So here's the thing. Like I'm a huge fan of the books. I, I think those are some of the best books I've read in, a- in the last 20 years. I enjoyed the movies. I was a little burned by The Hobbit. Um, yeah, The Hobbit wasn't up to par. I don't think of the other. Yeah, yeah, and again, it, it it for me, it was only the fact that they milked it. If they had yeah. done one, maybe two, one movie, I think one movie would have been enough. <clears throat> so 
I it, it's it's I know it 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 premiered. I actually I, I I'm the opposite of with you. Where this one I might need to let six episodes go through. And um, I get that because again, that's that was my initial thought process was like I I don't know if I can jump on the tra- the hype train because like I'm a little concerned. But I mean, again, I'm I'm seeing diehard fans that I know, so no, it's good. No. So it, the question will be, can it maintain that? Because of course, again, we can all think back to the original Game of Thrones and how it was actually real good for a yes, while and intriguing. Was. That was like people. I, I remember looking forward to being like, is an episode out? Okay, let's go. You know. Yeah, yeah, but with that same note, though, I'm the I'm in the same way with the Game of Thrones uh, prequel, where I'm actually uh, I am not going to invest any time in either of these shows for a while, to be honest with you. Uh, I like them both. Uh, I just I don't know if I want to devote that time, especially because they're both from two completely separate streaming services. So it means I, I have right? yeah I have to devote more than just time. I often think about how television has gone full circle and how we went from having all these disparate channels and things that you had to do and then it got into you had to pick your block service and they were gouging you because they were the only games it was like do you want to watch well you got to have cable you got to have one of these satellites and then netflix broke off and everybody was like ha a breath of fresh air we can do something different and then everybody said wait a minute we could we could do our own netflix blackjack and hookers and now you just have so many things. It's just like, well, I got to cycle through these. Yeah, I think, it, you know what? When you said that, actually, it, it makes sense. Because back in the day, dude, you had to decide what your primetime block was. Yeah. You know, you were either watching ABC, CBS, or NBC for those four shows, half hour each, or two one-hour episodes. And, you know, and that's, that was like, I, I that was it. Like, if you were what watching... following? If you were watching ER, you were missing out on whatever NB- uh, ABC and CBS was showing, you know, because you were NBC. Um, and I think I think we're in that same boat where like, where is my money going to go? Right. Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, HBO Max. And I'm forgetting one, right? Paramount. Plus? Uh, Hulu. <laughs> Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Um, Paramount's got one now. Nobody talks about him because what yeah. are they doing? I don't even know. Yeah, they got Peacock. I think that's it. Ouch. So yeah, so I think I think it's one of those things where I'm like, no, I I am not going to commit to anything just yet. I did watch Welcome to Wrexham. The um, the oh yeah 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 Ryan the, Reynolds and uh, and Paul McAnee. Yeah, McAnee. Wait, is it not Paul? It is Paul, right? No, it's not Paul. Is I don't it? Think it's Paul. Rob. Rob McAnee. Rob. I did watch there the first is. two episodes of that. That's good. That's fun. That is exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I'm invested. Not disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not disappointed. Invested. Um, it, it, it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Other than that. Oh, you know what? This is a guilty pleasure. And I hate to call to say things like guilty pleasures. I have been watching a TV show called The Glow Up for the last five seasons, I believe. Four or five seasons. And it's about makeup artists. It's a competition show about makeup artists. And Netflix does it. And then I binge watch it for a week. And then I forget about it for a year. And then they do the next season. It's a really good show that shows you. Because I'm one of those people that believes you either do something or you don't. That's a competition to me. Forge and, like, Forge and, Fi- Forge and Fire? Is that what it's called? 
that's what they would make the knives or swords or whatever. Forging and fire, yeah. That's I one of the so. yeah. That's one of those shows where like you either did what you were supposed to do or you didn't. Same with makeup, right? You either did what you were supposed to do or you didn't. You know, if we asked you to do this type of eye makeup and you didn't do that, symmetry, color, like all those things that we told you to do, you either did or you didn't. Like I love that because you have to have completed the task. It is not, uh, you know, look, and I love landscape artists. I love portrait artists. I love that. But at the end of the day, that becomes uh, the judge's perspective, right? This looks good to me. This looks good to me. But with other things like Forge and Fire, you either can create this knife that does this and this and that, or you can't. There is no in between. I am not, you know, I'm. Not, there is nothing, none of that. Uh, so I appreciate those type of shows, and I think Glow Up is one of those shows where I think that's what I like about it, that the individuals who are, who judge are judging based on skill and ability. Uh, but yeah, so that I think that's that. I I hate calling it out, but I'm like that's a show I actually did thoroughly enjoy, and I still do, and it's, I'm on the fifth season, I think, watching it at this point. That I not what I would have guessed, but that's a that sounds fair. And I, I mean, you know what? Like they can make anything. It's it's as much about the structure and production when it comes to these contest shows, because the subject matter you could do all kinds of stuff. Like cooking channels have proved that you could basically do anything and make it a contest. And the question is, is it structured in a way that's entertaining and that has, uh, you know, rules that make sense and that appeal to the audience. Yeah, because you know what? For a while, dude, I used to love those uh, home makeover shows. And I was like, yeah, I'm in on those. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that they were suggesting to me like instant home makeover. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And imagine you're an executive and you're like, pitch me a new home makeover show. You're like, what about this? What about we remake your home, but we do it in one day? And then the other guy comes and goes, what about? 12 hours and you're like wait what we have home makeover shows that take a week you're saying one day and you're saying 12 hours and you're like let's go with 12 hours and that's what instant dream home is and i'm like even i know that's fucking fake come on guys i watched the first not only that there's no way that that's a good outcome for somebody if they're doing work that quickly and that's what i said so i'm like you know what i'm gonna watch the first episode just to see how serious they take it they remake a home, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and again, I love me a good home makeover show. Like, queer eye, dude, I love that shit. It's it's emotionally charging for me to see the goodness in the world. Instant home makeover is, is on the surface, a really great emotional idea that helps people. But when you know... What happens in the background, you're like, no, this means that you've caused a bunch of work for these people to be able to get their home back. You obviously had touch-ups because there's no fucking way you completed this in 12 hours. Uh, but the idea you in the heart literally could there. not. Yes. Physically, you could not have done this. Um, so the idea is there. And I, I and the heart is there. I appreciate that. But I'm just like, no, that that's... As much as I hate the property brothers, they took their time. So that's the other show I watched. So, uh, Gabe, uh, with the minutes we have left, are there any standouts from the last 10 years that we covered from 92 to 2002 that uh, 
that you know you you'd want to discuss right like 92 I'm, I'm looking at my list of things here right we talked about wayne's world batman returns reservoir dogs basic instinct unforgiven sneakers Candyman, aladdin the mighty ducks my cousin Vinny. 93 we had jurassic park super mario bros <laughs> that's a good one actually <laughs> Ground Let me off. ask you this. Yes. Do you have a, off the top of your head, do you have an episode that comes up as your favorite episode? You know what? That's a really great question. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's not even because they just happened. But 2001, dude, those three episodes, I feel like we had a lot of fun doing them. That the conversation didn't, like, as I, again, as I, and I, maybe because they're so fresh, but at the same time, I really liked how organic they felt like, like, you know, the format was in place. Everything kind of worked out. I really enjoyed those. Those were fun to edit. Like we were really, really loose and having a good time. So I will say that, but maybe again, because they just happened. I will That's say, fair. I will say the, the episodes you did were fun. Were fun, especially because I think of the first episode where we ended up, turning it into a two-parter because you tried to fit a lot of things into that episode. <laughs> I did not have the format down. So that was a lot of fun, though, to, to, like, to, to have you take the reins on that one. So that one stands out to me like as a fun one um, to do. So, yeah, so I think, I think 2001 and 95 stand out as really fun episodes to have, to have done, to be honest with you. Do you have any now that you brought it up? Yeah. So there's highlights from uh, from every year for sure. But like the the Bruce Willis episode. <laughs> from what exactly what you said from just f being fun. Like it was so different. It was soundboard heavy. Like we had just gotten. We did. Yeah. We sound had effects. Production, and yeah. so we went pretty nuts on the sound effects. It was there was some. Like, it was surprising. Some of that stuff was really surprising <laughs> in movies. But I figured it out. I cracked the code about how you determine a Bruce Willis movie. So that was very fun. Um, I got to shout out the Marine Corps episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. I, 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 keep, I keep thinking of the format of, like, I was thinking of the format of, like, oh, we did every year. But you're right. We did have the, the Mother's Day episode, right? We did yeah. have the Christmas episode. We did have the Bruce Willis episode. We had the Marine Corps history, Marine Corps in pop culture. We actually, the films to be buried one actually was a good one. Now that I think about it, that was a lot of fun in that sense of like, we hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. And it was fun because again, not formatted and it, it allowed us to explore it, there was not like surprising you or asking you about like something you hadn't seen. It was about you expressing your like for something you had seen. So actually, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think the Bruce Willis, and especially because the Bruce, Bruce Willis episode, we had planned it before the news of him. So that actually yep. was funny. It became a tribute. It became a tribute. You're right. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess that's true. Okay. So 2001, my favorite episodes to record 1995 as a second films to be buried with would come as a third. And then uh, obviously a special shout out for Marines and pop culture. 
that one had some surprises <laughs> in it too i want to say yeah there was a lot of stuff we knew there's a lot of stuff that's pretty common knowledge but there was some surprises in there too and you know we can't forget our guests you know peter cat and heather coming in for the 2000 episode i think that was also very cool of us trying to do something different and and to be honest we i did try for a couple more guests but unfortunately schedules missed out i'm gonna say it right now so that i can be held accountable ray if you're listening you are scheduled okay i'm getting you on here one time it was because of his schedule one time it was because of my schedule ray you're you're gonna be on and and you're gonna be on more than once because i think that I think that that chemistry is going to is going to is going to shine. But yeah, I do definitely I do remember the 2000s episode. Those were fun inviting somebody in and and having them talk with us. Boosted views too or listens, I guess. It I did. Say. To this day, Heather's episode is the most listened to episode. I mean, she has a very good extended family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gotta so tap into that. So yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I, I was so they've been so much fun for me emotionally uh, and personally to learn more about pop culture, but also to to get to to keep this to archive this these conversations that we would have had, like you said, but now they're recorded and now they're somewhere and they're on Spotify and they will be there forever because now the internet owns us. That's just how things never are. Never forgets. The internet does not forget, and. As we imagine what season two is going to be like, great. Now, the other thing that I that I will say, which there will probably be an episode between now and the new season, it's just because I keep the microphone on sometimes. And sometimes we have off-the-wall conversations. There's been a time or two where we tried something that didn't work, so it didn't even make it to the episode. <laughs> Hard to believe though that may be. I'm going to release. I'm going to release that. I will release that. I will say that. I think that'll be a fun one. That'll be a good episode. Yeah. Um, I just have like two, three hours worth of shit to get through, to get to the good stuff, to the snip. It's going to be an, an episode of snippets. It's going to be an episode of like one to five minute sections of because of conversations we've had. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, I think, I think, uh, I think October 15th we're back or, or wait, wait, hang on. So last year, October 15th with us was a Friday. So this year, oh shit, October 15th is a Saturday. So October 14th, but let's put it in the books. October 14th, season two, back to the 80s. Epic launch party. This time it's personal. (laughs) Because that just makes sense. It just makes sense. That's when it'll start. So... Look out for the next episode where it is not uh, new at all. Whatever happens, whatever comes out will come out. I don't even know what it's going to be. And uh, above all, thank you for listening. Thank you for for being fans, being friends. (laughs) You know, like. Uh, we we do this for ourselves, and we like that the fact that somebody else wants to listen to it while we're at it. It's 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 so fulfilling to me. And again, uh, just an enormous thank you to Gabe because he's he's helped me achieve this personal goal 
by by just coming along for this ridiculous ride. I will say that. It's been incredibly fun. Uh, I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things that I didn't know I wanted to learn, but I definitely did. You know, that, that should be our slogan. Learn things that you didn't want to know you wanted to learn. Pop culture hangfire at Instagram. That's how it works, right? That's how tags work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. We nailed it. We nailed it. Nailed it. See you next week. Maybe. Or next month. Maybe. <laughs>